0: What's up, listeners? I know it's been a while, but know that we are hard at work putting together amazing stories for season three. In the meantime, I thought it'd be cool to offer this little tidbit up. Now who remembers what Cliff Notes were? You know, those little yellow books that gave you a brief synopsis of some like ridiculous 1200 page manuscript? Well, this episode is like Cliff Notes for season two. Now I didn't do this so that you can skip an entire episode from last season. I did this so in case you missed an episode of season two, this will remind you or entice you to go back and give that episode a full listen. There were so many gems dropped, and what we did here is try to put the best of the best into one single episode. I guess you could call it the greatest hits of season two. So I hope you enjoy it. And uh, in case you forgot who we interviewed, let's have everyone reintroduce themselves, starting with our very first guest of the season, Mike Shinoda.
1: My professional introduction includes, you know, Lincoln Park and Fort Minor. I just, I'm an artist. I'm Samuel Ross, and I'm the designer and founder of A Cold War. I'm George Bamford from Bamford Watch Department. I personalize and customize
0: watches. Who you are, what you do, who am I sitting with right now in the studio?
2: Shirt. From Queens. Say that again? Shirt. (laughs) Shirt NYC on on the social channels and all that, but just shirt. Um, My name is Yassin, I work for Puma and I'm global senior head of SELECT and SELECT for Puma is a collaboration platform.
0: I'm Bobby Hundreds, I am the chief creative officer of The Hundreds. I'm Ben Hundreds, I'm the president CEO of The Hundreds. My name is Josh Luber, I am the CEO and co-founder of StockX.
3: I'm Julia Lang, born in Africa. German, but um yeah, it's like my story goes a little deeper.
4: My name is Ben Baller. I am a jeweler. I consider myself a father and a husband first, um, but I'm an entrepreneur.
1: I was operating out of like a random rented bedroom in like the middle of nowhere. Living cash on the table, not paying taxes.
4: I
3: invested in myself since I was like 21 and Uh I traveled to Fashion Weeks, paid out of my pockets. I had no invitation, but I just would either sneak in or I would like, you know, talk myself into it.
1: To be honest, from my specific background, there aren't many people that have actually crossed over from Mm -hmm. like working class from nothing Mm -hmm. into like high fashion and pop culture who are black. I said, you know, I'm going to go in business myself. I'm going
4: to start a management company. We weren't incorporated. We didn't have like certain things. You know, we just, it was just completely unprofessional and everything. (laughs) You know, I had no idea. I was so uninformed. Right. I get on the phone with these guys and it's like word for the exact same conversation I had a thousand times at that point. I didn't think anything of it. And then two days later, they call me back and they say, we definitely want to do this business. We definitely want to work with you.
2: He's a winner. Yeah. Okay. So, you just want to roll with the winners mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I'm going to learn so much from this guy, mm-hmm. okay? And we're going to leverage on each other and we can both win. Well, Ben looked at the project and was like, hey, man, like, I know how to make money, you know? And that's something that I've always been really terrible at mm. because I don't approach any of my projects from um, thinking about money, which is the most important thing.
1: I was a photographer and I my hobby business was watches. Yeah. And so, doing these customized watches was the hobby business that then became the proper business. Right, and that was the cle- that was the interesting thing was I started with one desk in a shared big office. You know, mm-hmm. one of those kind of we we work we things. work type yeah. thing, but it wasn't. It was yeah. before we work. Uh-huh. And I literally had one desk in a friend's office. Mm-hmm and I moved to two desks in a friend's office, then a cubicle, and then it. Then, then I got kicked out and had to go and take my own space to then, so that, you know, I learned how to build a business. I yeah. learned yeah. on my own two feet of what to do, and that was one of the great things. Trying to like make it happen, because I felt like I had a story that I could tell. Yeah. So mm. I just pretty much put all my resource into it, which at that time was like, I think I started with like 200 pounds. We started doing some work here and there, but, Really, it wasn't as easy as I thought.
3: When I posted it on Instagram, Bix happened to repost it. I'm always like so business savvy and driven. Yeah, you have to be ambitious because in this kind of industry, Image Consultant often involves like people in the public eye. So you have to be ambitious and willing and confident to be around those kind of characters.
4: I believe more than anything that ideas are worthless and execution is everything.
1: The graphic design was like paying the bills. Yeah. So I couldn't really stop doing that. And, um, it also, you know, all of these things work together. I mean, just in the context of like kind of the, some of the stuff that you talk about on this podcast, um, learning how, like, like a gra- as a freelance illustrator, graphic designer, you're running your own business. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're constantly like having to go and drum up work. And, yeah. and also, you have to be a good collaborator. Mm-hmm. And all of those things translated, I knew from the very beginning, even as I was like, when I was in college, when I, the band was really, really new, I knew that all those things translated to both things that I was trying to do. And then
4: I finally started making a little bit of money Thanks to Nike Talk, you know it was, it was community and and. This is like awesome.
0: pre-flight club, pre-stadium goods. Oh, this <laughs> is when Domainy
4: was telling me, yo, I'm jumping in the car right now. I'm going to Minnesota, then I'm going to Detroit, and then I'm going to Florida. And I'm like, for what? Because I'm about to get these year of Air Force Ones. You know they did like the year of the, yeah. the Chinese New Year or do like random things, acorns. He found out there was this. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, I got the jump that. SB dunks were coming. We had already made the dunks hot. I will take full responsibility. And we're like, listen, any dunk that came out at Foot Action, Foot Action had their own exclusive ones, they were sold out in minutes. Mm-hmm. It was such a big deal. Undefeat hadn't opened yet. Dunks were huge. Yeah. So when they're making a completely new line of dunks called the SB dunk, and they're doing New York Nick colors, doing this and all these other cool things, I was like, Are you kidding me? It wasn't really much rocket science. I figured out that Val Rip City, any real skate shops were gonna have these shoes. Yeah. Anything too congested in L.A. Yeah. I avoided. Okay. I went all the way, even upwards to Modesto, Sacramento, all the way down to San Diego. Yourself? Yes. I went to forty stores to scoop shoes. <sighs> I, they said at one point someone had said they estimate from Nike. They said I, they probably estimated I had about. 40 to 45 percent of all the existing nike sb dunks that the ever inventory released. The, fir- the first series ever of all the super everything so i posted a picture in my living room and people were like what the fuck like they've never seen anything like that before look like a shoe store yeah. I had, I just a warehouse. you know when people do it now whatever but this is you know 2000 2003. Yeah.
3: so i checked out his instagram and I was like this dude is a legend and what he's like, the whole quality, the whole branding is so off. Yeah. He could like market his whole digital presence so differently.
2: If I come to them with a big idea, a lot of times a big idea, you can get out a big idea in like a small little paragraph. And a lot of people that aren't artists or maybe that work with artists, they try, like a big idea scares the shit out of them. And if every single base is not covered in this huge idea, they don't want to go through it. Yeah. but. My thing is, like, you you can experiment. You can do little things. Like, I just did this idea last week where um, the idea was to give kids rides home playing the album. So I got a Range Rover, Mm -hmm. and for, like, six hours, um, like, it was on my IG, where Mm -hmm. it's, like, comment in the the comment section, like, where you are. I'm going to try to map out a thing where I pick... You know, like anyone up, mm-hmm. bring them to wherever they want, and in that time, I'm playing the album, mm-hmm. I'm blasting the album, yeah. And I felt like it was this great thing, and yeah. I brought that to some people, and they're like, like, yeah, we could do this. It's just like, yeah, it's it's like if I wait for them, it's going to be a year, uh-huh. and it's like, no, 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 I'm doing this this afternoon, <laughs> and they're looking at me like, no, hey, you can't do this, it, like we have to fix it. I'm like, no, like no, the car's downstairs, no, the car's doing- downstairs, <laughs> literally. So my thing is like. We can do it on a bigger scale, I'm cool with that, but that doesn't mean we can't do it this afternoon. <laughs> like, and also, doing it this afternoon, we know how to move forward. Mm-hmm. Because, so basically I did it, Yeah, and I loved it. Yeah. And the kids that got to experience, it wasn't that many. Mm-hmm. I think I ended up doing like five kids at mm-hmm. the end of the night, I, I was trying to do like 20. Yeah but it was impossible. Mm-hmm. But the five kids that experienced that, now I did that. Yeah, I learned a lot. Those kids had an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Like literally, it was kids I'd never met. Yeah. That I'm picking them up, they're in the backseat, and I'm blasting the album for them the night it comes out. Yeah, it's dope. They're never gonna forget that ever in life. Mm-hmm.
1: The whole premise was to start it as an art project mm-hmm. and just see how it went. And it, you know, ended up being very viable as a
0: business, which is brilliant. But it's still an art project in its core. Cool. It's very different. That explanation of a cold wall is very different than like when someone says it's a young men's brand, age seventeen yeah, to twenty-five. <laughs> exactly. Know, like- I am aware that I literally just spent
1: all my time working. So yeah. anyone who is involved in my life, as I said, from my my wife to be mm-hmm. to like my best friend Andrew who's my business partner mm-hmm. to my my right hand Yee we all work together
0: yeah. this is literally what we do <laughs> there's no there's, there's separation nothing else. between personal and business
1: no 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 there's nothing else right so in that sense i feel like i live in a time lapse because where a lot of people might stop working at like 7 to 9 p.m and then go up go out and turn up mm-hmm. i just keep working
0: I love the way that episode turned out because it's almost like everyone was in the same room at the same time, which is something that we should probably try and work on one day. Um, So thanks for listening to that episode. We're going to be back with a crazy lineup for season three. I personally cannot wait to premiere it. As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to other episodes at hypebeast.com slash radio. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a comment. Tell me what you think of the show. It really, really helps. You can also reach out to me on Twitter, I'm at Jeff Staple, or you can email any questions you have about the show. Email them to questions at businessofhype.com. The Business of Hype is directed by Daniel Novetta. It's edited and produced by Bright Young Things. You should check out their work at byt.nyc. And engineering is done by David Rogers Berry. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to The Business of Hype on Hype Radio.